body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. So, hey, folks. Good evening and welcome to Phantoms of Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms of Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Uh, the channel was made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are appreciated, and buy me a coffee link is also available. So thanks for your consideration. Now, uh, if you're in the chat and you have a question, please use all caps. I'll try to get to each and one each one of those um, questions after I uh, read the accounts, and I'll let you know when I'm reading the last account so you can start posting it. So, uh, before the remarkable number of winged humanoid incidents started to ramp up at O'Hare International Airport, um, the neighboring community of Rosemont, Illinois, had been experiencing an interesting mix of unknown humanoid sightings and encounters. And it just was not the winged humanoids. There was a lot of stuff going on. So... Um, and actually, there are still sightings in, in the adjoining neighborhoods around O'Hare. So my last, the last presentation I'm going to read was something that happened, oh, I don't know, it was about a year ago, but it was after the sightings at O'Hare started. So um, I'm going to try to present each, each one of these reports, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So this first report was initially received by Manuel Navarrete. Uh, the witness eventually contacted me by email and by telephone. Uh, he was very wary after filing his initial report with MUFON, then having an undesirable discussion with the field investigator. And I will tell you, a lot of these reports about what has been going on in and around Chicago were initially reported to MUFON. And at the time, and even subsequent years after the first sightings, MUFON refused to investigate them for whatever reason. But what would happen, what would, would happen after that was MUFON would find out we actually did the investigation and they'd start trying to um, cause issues. That's all I'll say. Anyway, uh, after he had this run-in with the field investigator, and I knew which field investigator it was, uh, he then searched Google and found my contact information. And his first email to me was as follows. 
I recently had a sighting of a black creature that flew off on Saturday, October 5th. This was uh, 2019 in Rosemont, Illinois. I reported deciding to move on and was contacted by an investigator today who is demanding that I talk to him. Now, I advised him that I did not want to talk to him and that I wanted to remain anonymous about this sighting. He then demanded that if I did not talk to him, that I would need to meet him in person to discuss the report and that he would have to take pictures and discuss the report in order for him to give it validity. I felt very pressured to make myself available for the investigator and that he had no interest in my privacy as I had previously requested. And I told him that I went to extraordinary measures to ensure that my name or picture would not find itself all over the internet. I explained to him that I only took up doing rideshare to provide extra income for my family, and I did not want to have my information or my family's information posted all over the place for people to ridicule. So after emailing back and forth with the MUFON investigator, I decided to look elsewhere for someone to report my sighting to, someone who was going to respect my request for privacy. I just want to tell you my story and then get on with my life. And after looking around Google, I came upon your map, and then your website, and that was what led to this email today. Now, I'm not some nutter or some kook who is seeing things, and I have many, many more things to do than prank websites with made-up stories. I saw what I saw, and I remember as clear as if it happened five minutes ago. Honestly, how could I ever forget something like that? I am available in the afternoon and early evening when I ride share. During the day, I'm usually at work. I can only talk during my lunch break or during my break, but I do not wish to talk to MUFON investigators anymore. And if you're associated with MUFON, then we'll have to respectfully decline speaking with anyone as they do not respect my wishes to remain anonymous. So you folks have heard me rail against MUFON in the past. Well, this is just another example. So after gaining the witness's trust, uh, we eventually communicated freely. The following is a more detailed description of the incident in being. Now, he states that the encounter was brief, but I also got a pretty good look at the creature. I was parked by the light pole. It allows me to park a little more off the road. I was fumbling around with some charging cables that lead to the backseat of the car for my passengers to use while in the car. I had my passenger side windows down to give my AC a break. Now, um, first of all, the, the, this gentleman was doing rideshare and getting calls from uh, the O'Hara terminal. So he would park outside of the airport until he got a call from someone at the terminal and needed a ride and he'd drive in. Anyway, I was, I was, th- It was then that I saw movement and looked up to see the creature emerging out of the trees. It was large and about seven to, excuse me, six to seven foot tall. It was human-like in appearance, but almost solid black. There were no real features on this thing, just solid black. It swiveled its head around, looking and scanning, and that is where I, when I saw the glowing red eyes. 
The rest of the body was thin. I remember making note that it looked like a thin person, and it was sort of hunched over because its arms were down about to its knees. The wings were about as wide as it was tall, so I'd say six to seven foot in width, and looked like the, the wings of a bat. Now, when it walked, it kind of had a weird sort of waddle, not so much like a penguin, but like the kind of a stride you'd see on a large bird, like an emu. Now, it stood there for a few seconds looking around. I know I'm not the only one who saw it because there must have been three to four other drivers there waiting for the next call. It unfurled its wings, and after a few seconds, it began to flap them, slow at first, then faster and faster as it leaped into the air. It flew like a large bird would. It used its wings to gain altitude, slowly adjusting itself to a more normal stance. Now, the sounds of the wings were kind of muffled, but could be still be heard for a few seconds. I will tell you something that didn't tell the other investigator. In the moment it emerged from the trees, there was a strong smell of ammonia. It smelled like an old ammonia product that would be used to clean the bathroom. It was very pungent, but not overwhelming. When it took off, the smell was gone within a minute or two. It took off in a southerly direction, headed toward a giant inflatable building that houses an indoor golf range. Had there been reports of this thing recently? Well, you know, of course there had been, and we um, and I told him what was had been going on. But this was kind of before all the sightings started ramping up at O'Hare. So this was one of the earlier reports. Uh, the one question I do have for you is about the previous MUFON investigator. Why the pushy and aggressive posture towards me? It made me feel like he thought I was lying or trying to profit from this in some way. Uh, thank you. And if you have any other questions, please contact me with them. So um, I, I know... I know that Manuel did go out there and you know where this guy was parked at. He didn't find anything. I find the ammonia thing pretty interesting because I think we had I think we had one other sighting or one other encounter where that ammonia smell came up. I can't be sure. Uh, I had to, I had to ask the other guys about it, but I, I'm I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what that was all about. Um, I, I do believe now we did, now we did have one sighting in Chicago later on where this thing was seen out in the yard and apparently defecated in the yard. And, uh, but I don't remember any type of ammonia smell, so I don't know. Well, anyway, on, um, Manuel got another report. In October 19, 2019, I mean, well, it happened on about a week later on October 19, 2019, at approximately 2,200 hours, it was reported four days later. Now, this was uh, this was also in Rosemont, uh, Rosemont. Now, if for people who don't know don't know where Rosemont is, it's a um, it's a, a large suburb east of the, east of the airport. It's got a lot of hotels, a lot of people who who fly into O'Hare, 
stay at the hotels there. There's some also some um, there's some green areas, large parks. Uh, the Des Plaines River goes through there. There are, there are a lot of other parks, a lot of residential parks. It's a nice area. Um, I, you know, I, I have had a couple of reports from years in the past. I have stopped there. I went to a convention there about 20 some odd years ago. Didn't, you know, I actually stayed in Rosemont at, I don't know, I forgot it was the Omni Hotel. I don't forget what the name of the hotel was, but it was the one there at the airport. Well, anyway, this next report, the witness states, we were staying at the Edward Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, for a wedding we were attending that was being held at the hotel. Now, during the reception and dance, I stepped outside to smoke a cigarette and get away from all the noise for a few minutes. Now, I took a walk towards the parking lot, smoking and checking my phone when I heard a loud scream. Now, it sounded like a woman screaming, so I looked up in the direction of where the scream was coming from, hoping it wasn't really a woman in danger. Next to the parking lot is a large field with some trees, but mostly a large vacant lot. I used my cell phone's flashlight to light the way and saw nothing except darkness. So I walked over to the gravel path between the parking lot and the field toward where my car was parked. That is when I heard something like wings flapping and something flew right over the top of me, maybe seven to ten foot above me. I could have easily thrown a rock and hit it as it flew right over me in a way. Now, this thing was at least six foot tall or long and was solid black with large wings. It looked like a giant-sized bat as it flew over the top of me. It was all black and kind of stuck out against the lights of the parking lot and the lights from around the area, including a gas station across the street. Three other people saw it as well, including a couple who were walking across the park, parking lot as I heard them exclaiming or, you know, about it, exclaiming or reacting to it. It flew toward the expressway and the BP gas station. This whole time, it was screeching loud and flapping its wings hard like it was trying to gain height. When I lost sight of it, it was about the height of the billboard across the street still shrieking away. Now, I, I know I had been drinking during the wedding and was a little buzzed when I walked outside, but I was sober as a judge after seeing this thing. It was unnatural and pretty much the scariest thing I'd ever seen. But I know for a fact what I saw and that these other people saw it as well. Now, we never got any other uh, report about that particular sighting. So Manuel uh, spoke to the witness over the, t over the telephone. And Manuel stated the witness states that he and his girlfriend were attending a mutual friend's wedding reception when he decided to step outside and smoke a cigarette. Uh, he stated that he first heard the screaming. It sounded almost like a woman in distress which made him look around to see if anyone needed help. I stated that he walked along the gravel path smoking and, and looking around, and that's when he heard the sound of the flapping, and he said that it sounded like a, a geese flapping in their wings, but only louder and deeper. It was then that he saw the entity fly over his head at a height of about uh, seven foot above his head. He said the creature was solid black, but still reflected light from the street plants in, uh, in the parking lot in the surrounding area. 
Now, he stated that it looked like a giant bat, stating that there was no other way to describe what it looked like. When asked if he saw any red eyes or any distinguishing features, the witness stated that he did not. Now, uh, the witness stated that he was moving too fast. It was moving too fast for him to pick out any features other than the general description he gave. He did state that there are at least three other witnesses who saw the entity when it overflew the parking lot, but did not talk to them. The witness did state that he had been drinking alcohol during the reception, but uh, he was not impaired in any way that he could uh, not, where he could not have misidentified anything else in the area. And the witness stated that he had heard, has heard geese, and the sound the entity was making was completely different from the honking made by goose. I uh, asked him to please describe the sound. He said it was a cross between a woman screaming and an animal growling. When asked what kind of animal, he stated it sounded like a mountain lion. Now, he did say that the um, the creature did gain altitude very quickly, and when it faded out of sight, it was over the nearby expressway and above the height of the billboard it had passed. The entity was still making the screeching noise and could still be heard, as it went out of sight. Now, when asked about the flight characteristics, the witness did add that the creature had two short legs that it kept uh, straight behind him, hanging straight behind him he was, while it was in flight, therefore making it look like a bat in flight. Now, when asked if he had, what he did add to the sighting, he said he went back inside to his girlfriend who dismissed it as him seeing a crane or another bird, another large bird. They rejoined the reception, and the rest of the night was uneventful. Um, so, you know, that was a pretty interesting sighting. I, I, I looked at that one pretty, pretty particularly because there was he had he had mentioned the uh, BP station expressway and everything, and everything he stated panned out. Um, I and in the report, I did post the pictures of everything in the area, but of course, this was a nighttime. But there were a lot of lights around there. So, uh, yeah, this thing did stand out. Uh, so this next one is pretty convoluted because when we when I did report it, I had to redact a lot of things because I didn't want the witness's identity getting out and where she lived at. But um, I, I'll try to fill it in as we go along. So we began examining this report. I have a first uh, forward to Manuel. And because of the extreme nature of the incident, there are still many questions remaining, and we were determined to find answers. And it is a pretty wild report. So uh, listen careful. The following email is the initial report that was received. Now, of course, I had to redact all the personal information, but some of it I do remember. And uh, I'll try to fill in as go and specific locations. Uh, weren't weren't posted in the report, but I'll try to fill it in. Now, she writes, I'm very hesitant to write you with what I saw, but the more I think about it, the more I have to tell someone about it. I had been living in Rosemont most of my adult life, and I work in a nearby suburb as a teacher. Now, one of the perks of living where I live at is there. there's a park, park. It's Dunn Park. Nearby, and I can take walks to the park, sit down, and escape for a little while. I enjoy taking walks at night when I'm usually alone and can lose myself in my thoughts. Now, this particular night, 
I couldn't sleep and decided to take a walk and sit for a few minutes in the cold. And maybe that would uh, bring out the urge to sleep. And I go back and get ready for bed. Now, I put on my jacket and stepped outside across the street. And uh, I noticed that the whole area was kind of quiet, even the two expressways nearby. Mind you, I do not expect to hear crickets or such with the cold, but the whole vibe just seemed a little bit off. Anyway, I sat at the usual place at the park, and I had not been there for more than five minutes when I saw the strangest thing. It looked like a very tall man standing by the recreation center, but the man was unusually tall and very thin. The man was standing next to what looked like a smaller man who seemed also very frail and thin, but whose head was disproportionate to the body. They seemed to be conversing, but I could not hear anything from where I was sitting. And she was sitting in the gazebo. Uh, there's the gazebo. I'm going to try to describe it as a gazebo. Then there's a long waterfall, uh, a cascading fall. Uh, then you get to the recreation area and the rec, I mean, the recreation center. And the recreation center has a bright light there. Of course, it being a night, but it was illuminating these individuals she saw. Now, as I watched them, a pair of women walked up and just stood there almost as if they were in a daze. The tall person then did something that just shook me to my core. It was then that I realized I shouldn't have been there at that particular moment. The tall gentleman unfurled what looked like huge wings and stretched them out and then tucked them back as the women approached. The smaller man then turned to the two women and that's when the area was bathed in bright blue light. The light only lasted for the very most two seconds. And then, the, then only the tall winged being remained. The two women and the smaller being just disappeared. The being then unfurled its wings and walked away from the waterfall, took a step or two, while flapping its wings and took off. I watched it fly away and it reminded me how a goose would fly low and steadily gaining speed. I remained where I was and was almost a full minute before I took a breath and tried to wrap my head around what I had just seen. To tell you the truth, I was almost afraid to leave the park and, and make the walk back home. But when I did leave, I almost sprinted back home and only felt secure when I shut the main door behind me and made my way upstairs to my apartment. I don't know what I saw. I have no explanation for what I witnessed, and there's no way I can describe it to anyone. I am certain that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I pray to God that I was not noticed. Whatever the result of this report, I had to get it off my chest and tell someone about it, about what I saw that night, and hope that someone will believe me and not think that my cheese has slipped off my cracker. So I contacted her with the following email. Thank you for getting in touch with me so quickly. Uh, oh, I'd received the following email from her after I contacted her. Manuel did give me her, um, her email address. But she was reluctant to talk to anybody 
by phone, but she would answer emails. Anyway, she, um, she wrote back to me, thank you for getting in touch with me so quickly. Manuel did speak to me about you and Tobias, and he praised your professionalism and highly recommended you both. I do a lot of after-hours volunteering, so during the week, it's hard for me to talk on the phone. I can answer emails because I'm able to during work when I'm in front of my computer. This is something I don't want to talk about within the workplace, but I can speak with you and the other investigators when I'm home and have time. I do have a question that I want to ask, and that's in regards to my dreams. Starting on the night after this happened, I started having extremely lucid dreams. I want to find myself in a I, I want to find myself in a brightly lit room, and uh, something appears, and, and something's telling me that I'm going to be fine. Then a hand reaches out and touches my arm. Then things go black, and I wake up. I'm not terrified, but concerned. Uh, the dream had come to me four times already, and each time. It's the same thing. This never occurred to me before, but since that night, it's been happening more and more. Could this be related? Any help would be greatly appreciated. Now, I know different people react different ways to seeing when they see these things. Um, occasionally, people have talked about having dreams, but this was kind of a little bit more intense. So... Um, Anyway, not long after I received the pre previous email, I received another one from the witness. I think it was probably either the next day or the day after. Anyway, I had a she states, I had a very strange occurrence happen to me and my coworker. I went to lunch, and as I was putting my trash in the receptacle, I was approached by a gentleman who said he was an investigator. He said he wanted to speak to me in regards to what I saw. The man insisted that I speak with him and that he was an investigator who was trying to sort out what it was I had seen and reported. I asked him with what organization he was with and he, he, you know, he, and how did he know who I was? The gentleman only answered that he was an investigator and that it was imperative that I speak to him about what I saw. The man gave me a very bad vibe, and I did not want to speak to him. Now, my co-worker who was with me had gone to the bathroom, and that is when the gentleman approached me and insisted that I talk to him. I told him that I had already spoke to investigators. Again, he asked me who, I asked him who he represented, and he only answered again that he was an investigator. My friend returned from the restroom, and the man walked away while I was saying another word. Now, this incident kind of shook me up and left me with more questions than before. By any chance, did any of you send an investigator to speak with me, and how did you know where I was going to, going to be for lunch? Now, I'm more, willing, I'm more than willing to talk, but being approached in such a way in public and out of the blue just doesn't jive with me. I have had instances in the past where I've been stalked by an obsessive boyfriend and it left me traumatized and a little jumpy and to have someone approach me out of the blue like that insisting, insistingly asked me to speak with him kind of raised a lot of red flags with me. 
Now, I assure her that we had not contacted any individuals, or even in reference to the report. I again asked if she would be willing to talk to me on telephone or meet one of the team in person, and I received the following response. Now, thank you for getting back to me, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I do not want to talk about this anymore. All sorts of strange things have been happening to me since the day that gentleman tried to talk to me. I have been plagued by numerous calls. When I pick up, I hear nothing on the other side. I've also been followed, and I've had people who have not belonged in my neighborhood or at my job sitting there watching me. All this started after I had this sighting. I don't know what it was, what I saw, but apparently it was not meant, I was not meant to see it, and now I'm scared something's going to happen to me. I've even considered purchasing a handgun just to protect myself. I'm not crazy, and I know what I saw was real. I saw it with my own two eyes, but now I'm being stalked, and I have people coming up to me and asking questions who I don't even know, and now people are calling and trying to intimidate me, and frankly, it's working. I've had little sleep since this has happened, and my nerves are completely frazzled. I can't do this anymore. I don't care if people don't believe me or think I'm crazy, but I know what I saw, and now it seems like people want me to keep my mouth shut, or they want to probe into what or who I, I am because of the incident. I know you probably get hundreds of reports uh, daily dealing with all sorts of paranormal stuff, and I just one person who saw one incident. But apparently it stirred up a hornet's nest, and now I'm caught in the middle. It's nothing against you, but I'm scared, and I want this to stop. Now, after I see that last email, I assured her that uh, of the importance of her testimony. I explained the history of the winged humanoid sightings in the area and uh, that her encounter was quite unique. I also explained my background and I've been working with hundreds of experiencers over the past 40 years. I wanted to gain her confidence and have her cal calmly recall to me what she observed that evening. And then I received the following email the next weekend. One, it happened at Dunn Park. I was sitting at the gazebo I go there to get away and relax. I was facing the waterfall when I saw them. I was sitting there just relaxed in order to decompress so I could fall asleep. <clears throat> I was only there about five minutes when I saw them standing there. I did not hear anything, but it looked like they were talking. They continued this for about one minute before the two women showed up and then disappeared. The women looked completely normal. They, they walked up and stood just stood there like they were in a trance, and then the bright blue light came out of nowhere, and they were gone. The winged one then took off and was gone within 10 to 12 seconds of the others disappearing. After the winged one left, this place was quiet, just like a normal night. <clears throat> I quickly left and went back home. Now, since that night, I have had very lucid dreams, and the latest one was last night. I saw the smaller being. And it looks like a typical alien, a gray. In three, in three dreams, it tells me that everything is going to be fine and that they are, you're perfectly safe and will be spared. That's where the dream ends. Lately, I've had a bad feeling of dread, which is so not like me. 
since I'm usually happy and talkative, I feel like something horrible is about to happen. I can't shake this feeling, and other people have started to notice a change in my demeanor. I don't know how el- much else I can provide as to that's all I remember and hope it's able to help you with your investigation. I just don't want any something to happen to me or someone I love, and things are starting to get a little too strange and scary for me. I don't know how how much else I can help you with. You have been nothing but kind of respect, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. I will try to keep you informed if any more dreams come or if anything else happens. Right now, I think I want to lay low. You said I could remain anonymous, and I would like uh, to take you up on that. The last thing I want is someone that's going to cause a problem to hear about this and then would have to come face-to-face with them. Thank you. Once again, I apologize for the redaction, redaction of location information, it, it, but I did try to fill it in. Um, there have been other instances in the past when other so-called investigators outside of our group have harassed witnesses and others. That's happened before. In fact, I know of two incidents where another investigator tracked down a witness and just harassed harassed them to death and they you know i i kind of got chewed out for telling someone where they were at and i just didn't do that um i don't know if this witness believes that any that we didn't say anything to this person but you if you think about it it's, it's very similar to what people talked about with the men in black and then the phone calls that of this uh that people were receiving witnesses were receiving during the Point Pleasant Mothman scenario. So, um, I don't know. You know, she, she was such a unique witness and experience. I, I believe that she may have come to contact with some type of Earl, uh, other worldly entities before and after that incident. And, uh, but I will tell you this, she never got back to me or back to Manuel or Tobias since that time. So I, I frankly don't know what happened to her. I mean, I just hope that everything was okay. So um, anyway, <laughs> that that was pretty crazy, uh, crazy sighting. But um, you know, after that we received that, we were pretty positive that there were other things involved with this. Now, um, are there other types of humanoids or alien beings involved with this? be but um that was that was probably one of the more interesting ones that we received anyway the next account a witness observes a tall human shaped being in a preserve near o'hare international airport the description is interesting since it's very near several other winged humanoid sighting locations now I had talked to two women who may have had an encounter with an unknown entity in a forest preserve located near uh, Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, the witness later, LJ, the witness later forwarded the following report to me. Now, she states that my friend and I were biking north on a closed Cook County Forest Preserve trail near Rosemont on December 8, 2019, at around 2 p.m. Central Time. I believe we entered the trail on the north side off of Lawrence Avenue into the, the Catherine Chevalier Woods. 
walked our bikes to this point because the trail was muddy. It was along the Des Plaines River. Maybe a quarter mile later, the trail hooked up with a more official-looking bike trail. After a few minutes on the trail, I was overcome with an immediate sense of anxiety and doom. About 30 to 50 yards away on the right side of the trail, I swear I saw something that was about six to seven foot tall, with its back mostly towards us, but slightly facing east. It looked like the back was covered in feathers or some scraggly-looking light brown or gray coat. It looked kind of hunched over. I thought it was just my imagination. Did not want to say anything to my friend about it at the time and tried to focus on a conversation we were having while biking. I felt nervous biking toward it and was not looking at it as we biked in that direction, thinking it was just my imagination, but I felt worried. Now, later that day, a friend texted us jokingly to say that there were a number of Mothman sightings in the area we had biked through, through earlier that day. That's when I felt my heart sink. We didn't know much about this being before we found our your site when researching the Mothman uh, after we got back from our bike trip. Now, I'm attaching Google Earth images to show you the specifics of where I believe I saw this. The first screenshot is of the closed trail we got off of Lawrence Avenue, and the second is the approximate location of the sighting. Now, again, we have a, a witness, and I've told you this before, who's well-known in the area. Uh, this person is uh, kind of a local celebrity as well. Uh, another news personality, quite frankly. The location is East O'Hare International Airport. I know the area somewhat since it's in the nature preserve between the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center and the Lowe's Chicago O'Hare Hotel. That's the hotel I stayed at, Lowe's Chicago O'Hare Hotel. Places I've been while visiting Chicago. Now, the Des Plaines River is directly behind the convention center and the hotel. I personally believe that this may be a key location for whatever reason. One of our team will be investigating the area, and I think um, Manuel did go out there. But this is not the first time we have had humanoid sightings in the forest preserves. Like I said, uh, Chicago, in the suburbs around sh in Chicago, there, there are large forest preserves, a lot of green areas. And uh, I have been told that it is some of these areas are known for occult activities. And I don't know if there's anything related to that or not. It's something we looked into when we were doing, you know, doing the investigations. But anyway, um, I don't know what to think about this, but you know, the, the other humanoid type sightings that have been reported to us, uh, I, I think there's definitely a connection. Of course, we've had UFO sightings as well. We've had UFO sightings, connected with two sightings at the airport um, where a security guard did see an, an actual craft near the winged humanoid in one instance. So, uh, and of course, everybody has heard about the, the UFO sighting back in 2006, 2008 at O'Hare, the one that punched up through the clouds, which a lot of people saw. Well, there have been a lot of sightings.
but you know, in the evening, uh, and that one was in the during the daytime, but in the evening, um, this was seen by a security guard. So we got one more account. This is the last account. So if you want to start posting your questions, I can get to those. Uh, a Rosemary, Illinois resident claims to have had a physical contact with one of these winged humanoids and that there was also some communication. This incident required further investigation. Now, this was sent out to um, this was sent out to Manuel. The date of the sighting, it was July 2nd, 2022. So that was just last summer. It was approximately 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It was at Burgermeister Park in Rosemont. Uh, so it's under it was under investigation, still under investigation. I'll give I'll read the details, but it's pretty weird. Uh, this person, this witness states, I have had multiple encounters with what people have been calling the Mothman over the past two years. It all started with an encounter I had one time in my bedroom in April 2020. I have experienced abductions since I was 12 years old, and they have continued on throughout my entire life. I woke to a ringing in my ears and the feeling of being watched from the corner of my room. Now, I sat up in the bed and rolled my eyes and remembered seeing two small figures standing just inside my bedroom and trying to poorly blend in with the shadows. I went, I went to say something, and when I heard the words in my head, we have something special to show you. Now, I woke to find myself on a table being examined by a group of taller beings, about five foot tall and thin, but with large heads and large black eyes. I was unable to move and just loudly sighed out of frustration as I was never, I have never resisted, never would. The being closer to my head slowly put his forehead to my forehead and locked eyes with me, reaching into my mind like, they have done so many times before. He spoke to me and said, our time together is drawing to a close, but we want to show you something not many people are given the privilege of seeing. I remember him handing, helping me stand up off the table as the smaller beings now surrounded me. The next thing I remember is being uh, surrounded by a bright light and finding myself and my companion standing in the park that is down the street from my house. I looked around and saw that they were on the far side of the gazebo and were facing the creek that borders the park, which is Burgermeister Park. I suddenly became very self-aware that I was standing in the park in the middle of the night in an oversized shirt with nothing underneath but my underwear. I started to look around to see that we were all alone when the larger being touched my arm, bringing my attention back to me. I looked, and standing in front of us was a very tall man with glowing red eyes and a pair of very large black wings. I started to back away when the being grabbed my arm and told me to not be afraid. I was perfectly safe, and there would be no harm. The being stepped closer, his red eyes gazing at me, when I started to hear a series of clicks like it was trying to communicate with me. I watched as it touched my arm, and the next thing I remember was waking up in my bed and feeling a sort of euphoria, euphoria. Like everything was right for the world, and that would last almost a day or two. 
Now, my latest encounter started pretty much the same as before with a few exceptions. It was the evening of July 2nd at about 1 o'clock in the, in the morning. About 1 o'clock in the early morning, I was brought to the park to meet with the winged creature. I was brought to the park to meet, okay, and I, I had been reading about various sightings all over Chicago, and I asked if it was the same creature being seen all over the airport in the city. The word I heard was yes in a very deep, monotone voice in my head. I asked what it was doing there, and it came back with the words observing you, watching you in my head. It then reached out with its arm and touched my forearm. Unlike the other times, I felt a slight prick and observed a drop of blood on my arm. I was shocked but not afraid and heard the being that was at my side say, Our time has come. We must go, but we will always be watching. I woke up in my bed feeling unusual euphoria but with a slight twinge of sadness like an old friend had left for good now <laughs> manuel did talk to this individual the witness stated that the um the wing entity was approximately seven to eight foot tall for, for reference the witness was five foot five foot four inches tall she stated that it was thinly built rail thin but she had the impression that it was powerful. The wings, she said, were smooth and membrane-like and almost silky appearance to them and were hinged so they fold into themselves and were at least 10 to 11 feet in width and appeared to go down most of the body of the creature. She stated that she had seen the entity tuck its wings neatly behind its back and also use the wings to wrap around its body. She stated that the wings were mostly silent. She never remembers hearing them. She described the head as blocky and square with no pronounced features, such as a nose or ears, and only that she could um, she could see with the eyes. Uh, she described the eyes as very large, bright, and intense. She uh, described the shine as brilliant red, and it seemed to be deeply sunk into the creature's head and did not move at all. She described the arms and legs as thin and the hands ending in what looked like claws or talons that appeared to be sharp. The arms are described as thin and frail, but the look of the weakness was deceiving as it appeared the arms were really fully capable of defending itself and could attack. She described the demeanor as chill, but not aggressive, and that when it moved, it did in a fluid motion that looked effortlessly, uh, despite that was effortless, despite its size and awkward appearance. The witness stated that there was a slight smell of ammonia associated with the creature when she would encounter it and that it was not overwhelming. Now, when I asked about the creature's demeanor, she described it as calm, calculating, emotionless, much like that of the yelling companions that have accompanied her. She described the encounters as brief and that they were just as fast as the big, um, it was over just as fast as it began. She asked if I asked if her, um, if she felt afraid and she answered, that maybe the first, but after the first, maybe at first, but the, after the first time, she felt calm and there was no danger. And during the interview, the witness received a call from a family member, and the interview was cut short. I reached out to her in regards to resuming the interview, and still waiting a response. And from what I can tell, now I had to ask Manuel, but I don't think he got another response from her. So, um, now I will say this before I start taking questions. Next Wednesday, 
next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, Tobias Whalen and Manuel Navarrete are going to be joining me for the Chicago and Lake Michigan Wing Humanoid Update. This will be our for your opportunity to ask all three of us questions, particularly if you have questions about what Manuel described tonight in, in my presentation tonight. Uh, and this is going to be uh, this is going to be like three weeks before we all get together in Chicago. So uh, if you have questions, please feel free to uh, contact, write questions, and, and come on to the show to next Wednesday night. So it should be interesting. But anyway, I'm going to take your questions now. Oh, got a bunch. I'm looking for questions. Peace, thank you so much again for your your donation. It's very much appreciated. Okay. I'm going to try to get to the top here. Joseph Schramm, any angel or demon stories are near death. I've had some interesting experiences. Well, nothing related to that with what been going on in Chicago. So um, you may want to come back and ask me that question, but I just want to answer questions related to the sightings in Chicago. Bernadette, do you think the, the woman who was harassed by those people is still alive? <sighs> I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I did try to email her a little time later. I didn't get a response, but I didn't get anything saying that the, the, the email was undelivered or anything. So I don't know. I hope she's still alive. <laughs> Savage Grammy. Lon, in your experience, what is the most memorable and scary cryptid event you recall? I and like, again, I'm not going to be, I'm only going to talk about what, the, what uh, my accounts entail, what's going on in Chicago. I will tell you, my winged humanoid experience was probably the creepiest one I've ever had. And uh, maybe another time I'll tell that story again. Aggravated progressive. What do you think ghosts are that can choke? Mis Folks, please, please keep these, these questions related to what I've been talking about. I appreciate it. Martha Snyder. Have there been any other odors other than ammonia associated with the winged beings? I don't think so, if I can remember. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I, I don't think so. Yeah, Peace, I appreciate you coming in tonight. I know it's been, you haven't been here for a while, but it's great to have you back. Folks, you got any other questions? Tina Johnson, has anyone ever de defined towards men in black? And if so, what has happened? Uh, Since the men in black may be what's been going on here, I will answer. I, I don't think that I don't think anybody has had any ill effects from having a men in black encounter. But then again, if something did happen to them, we didn't hear about it, or I don't know about it. 
Who knows? Joe Walsh, Lon, are there any other winged humanoid hotspots? Uh, yeah, of course, Point Pleasant area, which is Mason County. Uh, all up and down the Ohio River Valley have experienced winged humanoid sightings. Here where I live at, uh, I, other than my encounter and the, uh, the five encounters subsequent to that, or sightings subsequent to that here in South Central Pennsylvania, there have been a few other ones as well. Um, uh, Timothy Renner and I both received reports of winged humanoids here in South Central Pennsylvania, which is uh, Lancaster, York, Adams County area. But we do get sightings. Uh, Brian McGlade, is anything similar happening in other areas? Yeah, you know, this whole Chicago thing is, this is an enigma, but it's it's pretty unique. Um, the fact that we're getting these sightings for as long as we have been getting them in an urban area for the most part, a residential urban area, we just don't normally get uh, cryptid reports in these areas on a consistent basis. Uh why it's happening, that's something we've never really figured out. You know, people keep talking about, ah, it's a harbinger or something, this and that, something related to it. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, who knows? But no, we're, the Chicago is the Chicago sightings, the, the upper Midwest sightings, the Chicago land sightings, Lake Michigan's, well, anything you want to call it. I mean, there's a lot of names for it. But uh, it's it's a pretty unique situation. Uh, Win Nye's neat. Thank you for your for your donation. Peace once again. Thank you again for the other donation. It's very much appreciated. You know, I, uh, I I'm I'm very glad y'all appreciate what we do, and. Um, I thank you. That's all I can say. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Aggravated progressive. Hey, Lon, what have you heard from Central Florida? Akalawa? I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, Central Florida, you know, especially when you get in the areas around um, Ocala and that area there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on around there. Um. We have had wing humanoid reports. I've had wing humanoid reports down in um, Pasco County. We had three of them back to back to back several years ago, back in 2017, when this started in Chicago. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of Bigfoot sightings, a lot of skunk egg sightings and such. Joe Walsh, what do you think these humanoids are, interdimensional, alien? I think they are interdimensional. I'm pretty sure they're interdimensional. Are they alien? Otherworldly? Possibly. You know, I mean, when you talk about these humanoids, alien-looking beings and stuff associated with these, these winged humanoids, it's kind of, 
you know, I, I don't know what to think of it. That's why I think next on Wednesday with Tobias and Manuel here with me, and we're going to be on as long as you want. If you've got questions, you can, you can ask us any questions about what has been going on. But by me reading these accounts, you get a more in-depth idea of some of the strangeness that's been involved with all this stuff. Uh, it's just not a matter of people just seeing weaned humanoids. There's a lot of stuff going on. And um, how it's connected, I, I really don't know. All I can do is give you the, um, you know, give you my opinion. Jose Sanchez, when was the most recent Mothman sighting and where? Uh, the most recent one was in Little Village. In Chicago, back in February, at a large shopping center. I have it posted up on the blog. So, um, But it was Little Village Plaza. That's where it was at. There were several kids who were skateboarding in the evening behind a uh, restaurant. And they saw it on top of a building. And they, they saw the red eyes and the whole nine yards. And uh, this thing literally took off in the building and flew over top of them. Brian McGlade, have you looked into Native American lore for something similar? Yeah, we have. And, uh, you know, that whole upper Midwest area is really well known for flying beings or flying, you know, thunderbirds and other types of winged beings, pterosaurs. As far as the winged humanoids go, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of hard to discern what they, they saw or what they described. I don't know if they saw those things or not. I don't know. But uh, th that area, I mean, the whole upper Midwest is well known for flying beings, cryptid beings. Tina Johnson, do mothmen appear elsewhere in the globe? Oh, absolutely. Worldwide. Worldwide. But North America seems to have the larger concentration of them. Uh, I'd say... East of the Mississippi is probably in, in certain areas, east of Mississippi, in the uh, upper Midwest, in the Mid-Atlantic, and, and down as far down in Florida. They're probably the, the most active areas for winged humanoids, both men or whatever you want to call them. Thanks again, Peace. Much appreciated. Uh, M. Soros, do you think Mothman is a Chimera? Possibly. Possibly. You know, that's one thing I looked into. I, I, I think, um, I think if you're talking about ancient beings, uh, you know, going back into Mesopotamia, into Egypt, where they talk about the, the human-like beings with heads of creatures, in their religion and such. Yeah, I, I think it's a good possibility that they may be. Peace, I love you too. Thank you. It's very much appreciated. Everything that you have uh, helped us with, it's much, much appreciated. Okay, folks. Well, like again, like I said earlier, Join us Wednesday night. That ought to be an interesting conversation. 
And we'll be here as long as you want us to be here. We'll talk. We'll answer your questions, all three of us. Uh, this is going to be the, the only time we're going to be together talking about this phenomena before we all meet up in Chicago in three weeks. So um, please join us for that. Thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. If you made a donation, it's truly appreciated. Your support is what makes all this possible. Please like and uh, subscribe and share. And if you've had an encounter, sighting, feel free to contact me at, fam, at lonstricklerfamsmonsters.com. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to get a whole bunch of reports out of the Chicago area in particular before we go out there. Uh, maybe we'll take some time to look into a few things other than what we've got right now. So, folks, until we meet again, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, good night.